Welcome to Faith with Purpose. I'm your host, Jamel Deal. And if it's your first time tuning in, I want to say I'm glad that you chose to be a part of the FWP gang. And I hope and pray that you return. To my returning FWP gang family, I am back with episode three, coming off the bench. And a little bit of my background, I am Coach Deal from Houston, Texas. And uh, I speak on many topics and how personal experiences help my faith grow stronger. The goal is to spread the word, have fun, and help others learn to find something positive out of every situation. I'll discuss faith, purpose, motivation, inspiration, health and fitness, education, and more. I want to discuss moments that can be relatable to others, reach people who need inspiration, people who wonder why me, those who have a struggle with day-to-day situations, those who just need a laugh or a pep talk, a platform for building a relationship with God. Comedy, free expression, I mean, we talk about positive debates, relationships, we talk about family, we talk about business and finances. So uh, when you get a chance, go back and check out episode one, Walk of Faith, Step Into Your Purpose, and then episode two, which is Learn to Take Risk. So I want you to go back and check those out, and then you can come back and check this one out as well, just episode three, like I said, coming off the bench. Uh, don't forget to follow me on all major social media platforms. Please go check me out on all those platforms. Uh, this episode was inspired by events that have taken place in my life, y'all, over the years. And uh, I want to help motivate someone to keep the faith and push forward through anything and never let anyone tell you you can't do anything, okay? And that you can do anything you put your mind to. And I want you to understand that. And I want to be a, a living testimony for you guys with this episode. If you know me, you know that I love sports. And, um, and I love sports so much, y'all, you know, that I apply it to my everyday life. I really do talk sports every single day and I compare it you know basketball is my favorite sport but I'm just a sports guy period um, God has blessed me tremendously y'all and um you know with this podcast and being able to, to share with the world you know my story and you know somebody out there who can really relate you know what I mean and so he gave me an opportunity to experience being you know an athlete since the age of four and uh I thought for the longest that basketball was going to be my job one day and I laugh now because you know I um I thought that I was doing everything that I was supposed to do to get to that level and I feel that um you know God's plan for me was just something else you know and that's just kind of like what I want you guys to understand that you know it just means that simply have something else planned for you um so throughout my childhood I saw a lot and witnessed a lot and uh, I believe that uh, that played a major part in the way I approached my life y'all and like as I speak to you I want you to remember, everything happens for a reason, and God is in control. So remember that as you listen to my voice through this podcast. Growing up, my mom made sure that uh, my sister and I always was happy and uh, able to participate in our extracurricular activities. Uh, you know, she's a single parent doing everything that she could. And um, she had a routine for us, man. I mean, like most people, you know, your parents have routines for you. And as kids, you have routines, especially when you uh, participate in extracurricular activities. You know, you always had your little things you have to do throughout the week. Um, she had a routine for us and, you know, when it changed, oh man, that was devastating. You know, when your, when your whole routine changed, it's, it's devastating and you just don't know how to handle it, especially as kids, you know, you don't really understand why most of the time. But for those of you who participate in your sports and leagues, you know, you know that your games were on a certain day, you know, at a certain time. And, you know, you remember those days, you remember those times. But along with that, you also had a routine you followed. But in that routine, you would be really anxious, you know what I mean, because you just wanted to get to the game already. At that age, you know, you know, between age of four and ten, you're just like, man, you know, I just want to get to the game. I'm not really worried about practice. I want to get to the game. But before you could play any games, you needed to do what? You need to practice. 
So that means you probably had practice like twice a week as a kid, you know, and of course you had to go do your schoolwork, do homework and all that. Then, you know, your mom say, okay, now I can take you to practice. But um, as a young kid, man, you know, we focus so much on just getting to the game that we forgot about practice or we dreaded it sometimes. You know, we, we kind of just got so accustomed to everything throughout the week leading up to the game. But, you know, we just really want to spend time with our friends. We didn't really understand, like, the whole point of practice. And I just want to show y'all how we can apply that to our lives and, and keep connected this way. Uh, even if you're not a sports person, I, I want you to see the vision, okay? Uh, the connection I'm making here is that we focus sometimes on doing things that we may not be prepared for. You know, thinking we are in control and continuously being anxious instead of being patient and waiting on God to do what he's going to do in your life. Uh, we dread practicing, guys. You know, practicing because we get bored with it or it's not the same as in-game action. You know, in-game action is not the same as practice, you know, and we know that. But uh, we decide that we don't want to practice, all right? We decide we don't want to practice being like Christ, and that's the that's the connection I'm trying to make here. And I want you to understand that, you know, I don't want you to get tired of practicing. I don't want you to, to dread practice. I want you to see why practice is good and why you, in practice, you practice game-like situations. Uh, but Christ, because it requires more practice than actually being in the game, the walk with Jesus Christ is a long walk and requires a lot of practice and perseverance. I will talk about the four P's in a little bit. So, because the four P's actually, guys, helped me out a lot, you know, through my career and, and through life still right now after my career is over. But um, I was fortunate enough, you know, those of you guys who know me, uh, I went to Surrey State University after a, a failed trip to walk on at Mississippi State University and University of Houston. Attend those two colleges with the plans of playing basketball at the next level. Uh, I did kind of mess up some situations based on me not being patient. And uh, I just wanted things to happen right then and there. But at that age, I was 16, 17, not really understanding much. And people just kept telling me I was too small to play ball. They were telling me I was too small to do things. And, you know, I, I felt like it was just so much negativity. And then there were some positive some positive things that came across, you know, as far as me having a work ethic. I worked hard. And, you know, as we say, that dog work, you know, which I really still feel like that's what kept me through and only God God's grace kept me through and his mercy kept me through and he gave me the ability to be that type of athlete I was fortunate enough to have a career in three sports in college guys uh I didn't play football in high school that was a choice made by my mother and actually doctors because I had a heart condition that um I was dealing with and also an injury in my jaw that hadn't healed correctly so I was just trying to you know, figure out why this is happening to me. Why can't I play football? Because I really love football. And everybody knew that, you know, I was a pretty decent running back in DB uh, since the fourth grade, man. And that's how I got the nickname Primetime. So uh, I just, I don't know. I just was kind of distraught, man. And I wanted to do spring football as an eighth grader going into my ninth grade year. And my mom told me I couldn't, in which I really respected. But at that age, I didn't understand why I wasn't able to participate but it kind of made sense you know later on in life but uh football basketball and track and field were my three sports in college and um I uh had a chance to witness or experience different different obstacles and forms of adversity uh doing those three different sports and um honestly back then my faith wasn't as strong as it is now of course but I did have to work on that daily man and uh, for many years it didn't just happen overnight is what I'm trying to tell you. Like, it didn't happen overnight. And still right now, as a 30-year-old, I still kind of uh, catch myself, you know, 
looking at my faith and making sure that my faith is where I need it to be and make sure it's aligned with God. So uh, I'm not understanding that back then I was just a kid from Old City, Texas, trying to figure things out. But I soon learned that God already had plans for my life. Most people who know sports knows that there are starters and the rest of the players still on the bench. And so just listen to this real quick so you can see the connection. With that knowledge, you know that there can only be a certain amount of players on the field at one time. It's just the rules. It's in the rule book. And, you know, just like in life, we have rules and we have to realize that everybody can be a starter. And then everybody, you know, may not be happy with their role on the bench. Uh, the feeling of hearing your name being called as a starter is wonderful. And you get so much respect for having that position. And, you know, people treat you like the superstar. Or they, you know, they believe that you work real hard to get that because you really do. But uh, being a player who starts off on the bench takes a different kind of person. There are three different types of players uh, who sit on the bench. You have the player who is complacent and is okay with being on the bench. You have the upset player who thinks they should be playing more. You have the player who is super eager and can't wait until they get their chance. Now, real quick, I got to tell you a story so you can see the connection. So once I got to Soros, guys, um, I was faced with the adversity, number one. I wasn't eligible. So... But that means that your grades aren't good enough for you to participate in sports and to, you know, be able to, you know, actually just be on the team pretty much. And um, sometimes that means you couldn't even practice. And so uh, I started to spiral a little bit and, you know, I, I began to do things uh, that weren't really Christian-like, man. You know, I was going out. I was just doing things that, you know, partying, uh, you know, what all college students do. But... You know, I was just depressed and I was struggling to, you know, find my way back to God. And, you know, I remember working out three times a day and packing on 15 pounds and doing everything, you know, the freshman 15 and all that. And uh, I just I just remember those days. It was so tough, man, just seeing my roommates and or my teammates, and, you know, I let them down and. They just, you know, they're going to the practice facility as I'm going to the, the recreation center, you know, in there with the, you know, the regular folk. That's what we call them, the regular folk, uh, because it takes a special type of person to be a student athlete at the next level. I called my mom every day, man. I talked to my mom every day and I, and I cried on the phone with her and I told her, you know, I asked her, why is this happening to me? I did all this work in the summertime to get my grades up from University of Houston. And, you know, it was just bad, man. Like. I never wanted to. I never wanted to feel that way. I never wanted to, you know, express myself in the way that I did to my mom. And I felt like I was letting my family down. And it's just so many positions that I put myself in at that time when I was at my lowest point to where I had to get to the lowest point, which is getting down on my knees and praying. So I prayed so much, y'all, that by the time December got there, first semester was over with. I was point two away from being on the dean's list. Now, think about that. You, I go from being ineligible to praying every day and asking God to forgive me for everything that I've done, everything that I did to get off the path that he was actually you know, walking me down that I didn't understand at the time, and just for, like, failing my family, man. And so it just lets you know that faith can take you a long way. And I'm inspired to tell you this story because, you know, of course, I wasn't doing right. So I had to come off the bench when I first came back to the team. Because you got to earn your place and, you know, at the next level, it's not easy, you know, and missing all that time, you know, I'm I'm behind the curve. Even though I was working out three times a day and, you know, eating really good, I still was behind the curve. So I didn't really have a spot on the team, really. I had to earn my spot on the team. And so what I'm telling you today is that 
God, he has a team. And, we, and I want you to be a part of my team and let you know that, you know, we're not going to let each other down, man. And we can do it as long as we put in the practice and put in the time. I could take the story back a little bit further. Like when I was first recruited and they first, you know, were saying, talking about giving me the opportunity to come to Soros, you know, he told me it, was gonna, it wasn't going to be easy. You know, he told me he had like three or four of the point guards in front of me and, you know, they were all at least, you know, sophomores and juniors. So I'm, I'm sitting here thinking like, where do I fit in? You know, and um, first of all, I messed up real bad, God, you know, and I, and I kept asking God, you know, to just show me the signs and show me the light at the end of the tunnel. And you know what? He he sure did, you know what I mean? And um, I was happy by that. And um, so the point I was really just trying to make with this situation is that um, I was the upset player for a while, especially coming back because, you know, I don't, I, I don't really know, you know, I didn't really like sitting on the bench. Like even in high school, and you know, I didn't, I didn't like sitting on the bench. And my high school coach knew that. And, you know, coaches, my AU coaches knew that. You know, whenever I'm on the bench, I'm like, man, I just want to go back in the game. I just want to play, you know. And it's kind of like we didn't really understand at the time, like, you know, that one player that would say, what I do wrong? You know, why are you taking me out the game? You know, uh, such and such doing something wrong. But see, that's where we mess up. We're worried about others rather than worry about our actual behavior and what we're doing. So, uh, you know, I was upset for a while. And, um, you know, I had to roll up all three types of bench players on the way to, you know, to the starting job eventually. But it's the way that I handle not playing that much and playing only two minutes here, 30. Sometimes I got in the game, it was 30 seconds. And so, you know, I was really, really upset. And I'm thinking to myself, like, why why am I even here? Like, I should just transfer, you know, go back home. It's so many times I thought about just going back home because <laughs> if you know I went to school there, man, I went to school in Alpine, Texas, man. That is so far from Houston. I mean, so far from Houston. I was almost in El Paso. Think about that. And El Paso is an 11-hour drive. But anyway, God changed the way I viewed the situation quickly, y'all. I mean, my faith grew stronger, you know, every practice. And, you know, I kind of, like, moved up a little bit. And then, you know, it fluctuates. You know, you move up and then, you, you know, you move down. And some days you come in, you know, the culture do um, things to see how you will, uh, you know, respond to them. You know, sometimes they put you on a 16 when it's only really three teams. You're like, well, why am I on, six, on team six? <laughs> and then your teammates looking at you like, dang, you must have really, you know, you must have really made Coach mad. I'm like, man, I, I don't really know what happened, man, but I know I know what's going to happen with God. You know what I mean? I know God going to help me out in this situation. So, um, so I'm telling you, you know, that no matter what your role is right now in life, you can be the starter. You know, I, I didn't get that starting job pretty much until like uh my like almost my sophomore year, but I really you know, I, I wasn't the sole starter, but you know, I split some starting time and you know, I just kept my faith, man, and kept rolling on and I was just trying to, I thought about a story that I could tell you to keep this connection and that was like the first one that came to my mind because honestly, man, I was on like my third opportunity as you can see, you know, and I got to Soros and you know, God gave me that chance to, you know, share my skill with the world or, you know, share my skill with others and be able to perform on many big stages, man, you know. And um you can be the starter, you can be the last person on the bench. But in life you will have to practice, which means get it into God's word and learn his playbook, which is the Bible. Alright? This is his playbook for your life. So think about that. It's his playbook for your life so that you can execute it so you can reach the victory of eternal life in heaven. That's the whole point of this life that we live in right now. God is pretty much our coach, man, and he's he's walking us through life. He's walking us through the plays, and we're practicing to be more like Jesus Christ. So at the end of the day, 
to get that victory of eternal life. We have to put ourselves into this word and put ourselves into the Bible and understand what our soul purpose is. Now, the four P's, as I you know, promised you earlier, we'll get into the four P's. Uh, the four P's helped me throughout the toughest moments in my life. You know, it saved my career and, you know, saved my relationship with God. And just, you know, man, I, I, I kind of like, I get real, I get real like um, excited and kind of emotional about it because, you know, if I didn't have those four, you know, P's, man, I, I really don't know what I would have done if it wasn't just for those four P's. So the first P is prayer. The second P is patience. The third P is perseverance. And the fourth P is purpose. Now, I love Ephesians and, you know, the scripture I want you guys to keep in mind for this episode. And, you know, once you stop listening to this episode and actually, you know, every day when you when you thinking about the uh, struggles or, you know, anything that you're dealing with, uh, it doesn't have to be sports related. But as long as, you know, dealing with the struggle with your faith or, you know, your purpose and all that, just think about this real quick. Ephesians chapter four, verse two, be completely humble and gentle, be patient. Bearing with one another in love. So I'm just asking that, you know, let's try to do all of those actions and continue to spread love for one another. And that's my sole purpose here today. I just want you guys to know that I'm here with you. And I, it took me some, you know, some trials. It took me all kind of situations to get to where I am today. And I know you're probably in a situation now or have been or you probably will be. But all I say is don't give up. So in closing, I want to share with you all some of the values Words and scriptures I use to remind myself of how blessed I am to still be alive and growing every day in my relationship with God. Now, let's talk about acceptance. First, you must accept that Jesus Christ is your Lord and Savior and his Father has given you a gift. It's called life. When you're having trouble accepting life circumstances, you can look at this scripture right here. Uh, Ecclesiastes uh, chapter 5 verse 19 to enjoy your work and accept your lot in life. This is indeed a gift from God. Now, I want to talk about encouragement. To be encouraged is to be uplifted and have the strength to face adversity. Now, the scripture for that one is 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 10. In his kindness, God calls you to share in his eternal glory by means of Christ Jesus. So after you have suffered a little while, he will restore, support, and strengthen you. And he will place you on a firm foundation. Let's talk about faith now. Be confident in what God will do for you, but keep hope that it will actually happen. Faith is not something you can see, so it's tough for us as humans to, you know, have assurance. But if you have faith, confidence, and hope, that will give you the assurance about what we cannot see or what you can't see at all. We all like reassurance, and I just want to let you know that, you know, faith with purpose is backed behind, you know, the scripture, Hebrews chapter 11, verse 1. That is what our brand is backed behind, and it goes, faith is the confidence that what we hope for will actually happen. It gives us assurance about things we cannot see. And there's another verse that comes along with it that um, I studied, and it says Colossians uh, chapter 2, uh, verse 7. Let your roots grow down into him, and let your lives be built on him. Then your faith will grow strong in the truth you were taught, and you will overflow with thankfulness. Now, I want you guys to think about those scriptures I just told you. You know, if you, can, if you have to rewind it to so write them down, write them down. And uh, I just want you guys to, you know, continue to, you know, let your faith speak volumes for you because on that day, man, once I got the starting job, tears came down my eyes and I just want to make the comparison that, you know, everybody wants to 
everybody feels like they want to be in that spotlight and everybody feel like, you know, why me or why can't I be? Why can't I have this? Why can't I have that? And, you know, you're kind of sounding like those bench players. And like I said, I was all three at one point. But you're sounding like the, the bench players and, you know, some of them are complacent where they are in life. Thinking to themselves, like, I would be okay, you know, just what I have right now. And then you got the ones who, you know, who are going to complain and they saying, like, why does he have this job or why does she have this career? Why can't I have this career or why am I not in this place in my life right now or this space in my mind right now? I need to be there, you know, and then you got the one that's real eager. That's like, I'm just waiting my turn, God. I'm going to be patient. As soon as coach call my name, as soon as God, as soon as you call my name, God, I'm going to get in. I'm going to drop 50. You know, I'm going to go off. I'm going to play defense. I'm going to do whatever the team is asking me to do. You know, even if it is in a matter of six minutes or five minutes or however many minutes I get, but you realize that it only really take a small amount of time to get down on your knees and pray. And then I'm, I'm telling you, that'll change your life. Get down on your knees and pray and let God know that you, you're up for the plan and you're up to do whatever he needs you to do to help this team win. And that's to help, you know, just help this world be a better place. Um, like I said, Man, I, I got so many stories I want to share with you guys, and that was just a basketball story. Uh, just I hope you guys keep coming back, and I hope that you guys get a chance to see the connections that I'm trying to make and that um, the series, they flow, and that you guys have total understanding that I'm here for you. If you need anything, please don't be afraid to hit me up on socials, social media, and hit up the DM and tell me, you know, any suggestions, ideas, you know, prayer requests, or Anything that you may be dealing with, man, I'm here for you. Like, I, I really don't understand why sometimes as a human, you know, as a human race, we feel like we can't reach out to each other, you know, or we, we can't reach out and, you know, ask, you know, ask somebody for help, you know, and we feel like we're too prideful to do that. So I'm telling you right now, you can drop your pride. I'm here. As soon as you call me, I'm here for you. So uh, I just need you guys to, you know, pray with me real quick. This is the prayer I want you to say. God, thank you. For your son, Jesus Christ, please give me the strength to live out your word. God, shield me and protect me from all temptation. God, I am trusting you and I want to be faithful to your plan. God, thank you for the power of prayer. Please give me patience and perseverance so that I may find my purpose. In Jesus' name, amen. Hey, once again, thank you for checking out Favorite Purpose, Episode 3, coming off the bench. I'll see you next Tuesday. Everybody be blessed, and I'm out. Peace. Perfect.